Hello everybody and welcome again to our podcast Around the World in 80 Drinks, a podcast that's going to take you on a trip around the world to enjoy some fantastic drinking. And today we have a, a very special edition of our podcast because we're going to be enjoying some wine and we have a very special guest, a wine expert in the form of Marcel Lucan. Yes, Flamel, Raconteur, Bon Viveur, Marcel Lucan is easily the best French comedian in the UK today. Don't believe it? Well, just ask him yourself. Marcel has entertained the world with his wry observations, baldy chanson and top-class sex poetry. He is the author of the superb book, What We French Think of You British and Where You Are Going Wrong. And as an actual French person, he was also born with a pre-installed comprehensive knowledge of wine. And we're delighted he is joining us today to tell us more about wine and talk us through the tastings of two sparkling wines. Bonjour, Marcel. Hey, bonjour. I interrupted you uh, in the beginning there. Um, I did not realize the pressy was continuing, but uh, it's no problem. I can hear about myself all day. You, it could have been longer, if anything. Uh, yes, well, <laughs> well, we're, we, we're very privileged to have you here, here today, Marcel, I know. I know you're a very busy man. And um, how are you finding the lockdown? For me, uh, not a problem. It's uh, I personally, I am superb company, so it's not been a problem. I've been enjoying my own company. I've been actually in. Um, I shame to admit it in a way, but I am stranded in your country. I'm stranded in London during the lockdown. I did not make it out in time. I had a little corporate show. Uh, I think some days only before the lockdown and uh, alas, it's too late for me to return to civilization. So I'm, uh, I'm here. It's okay. And um, what have you been managing to drink there, Marcel? What have you been drinking while you've been locked down in London then? Well, I have a modest cellar here in uh, London, 80 to 100 bottles. So I've been enjoying, I've been, uh, I suppose, having a little uh, taste excursion on a daily basis. Uh, and also nice to know now um, I have a lover in Durham, which now seems I have uh, absolute um, ability to go and visit whenever I wish. So uh, <laughs> it's nice to know. It's a little Fantastic. topical humor for you there. Yeah, there so. no, very, very topical. Thank you very much, Marcel. And um, when, you're, when you are drinking your wine uh, here in London, uh, what time do you think is a... Uh, Good time to open a bottle during the day. Oh, any time, any time at all. It's, um, you know, uh, I have a selection of superb breakfast wines at my disposal. And mm -hmm. uh, something I've discovered in lockdown, in fact, um, fascinating. So I, it appears that I've been uh, getting up in the night time to, mm -hmm. um, uh, to, to uncork. Uh, the bottle so it is ready for my breakfast I'm doing it in my sleep you know it's bizarre uh, sleep corking <laughs> sleep corking uh, let's call it that uh, so that the bottle is ready for myself in the morning you know it's uh, pff, that's I don't a top tip well <laughs> if you can get into this habit I, I, it's subconscious I don't even know I'm doing it but I awake and there in the morning in a carafe is beautiful um, breakfast wine in the fridge ready to go Fantastic. Um, yeah, in terms of the wines that you're drinking, I mean, you, I assume that many of them are French. What do you think of these the sort of new world wines, the wines from Australia or from America? I, I, I don't give it too much thought, you know. Uh, it's too much joy 
and smugness and self-importance in these bottles. You have to remember the origins of wine, which is, of course, in France. And they try their best, but, you know, I don't know. Something that we have to um, remember as well is the ethical nature of uh, buying this new world wine. Uh, and also new world suggests that it's better, but let's remember what else we have in the, in the new world. You know, we have, um, I don't know, mobile phones. Uh, we have, uh, we have idiots, um, blasting out music from shitty speakers in cars. We have, you know, the new world, we have, what we, we, the new world is, um, not necessarily, uh, better. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, and as a connoisseur, Marcel, um, can you talk us, because we don't really know much about wine. We, we, we're we experts in beers and spirits and things like that. But when it comes to wine, we drink a lot of it, but don't know much about it. So can you talk us through how, how you yourself taste and, and, and experience wine? Well, just to, to go back on um, a new wine a little, what we, we have to um, consider the ethical uh, implications. As I was mm -hmm. saying, you are, uh, oh, you, yeah, are in, you are importing this wine from mm -hmm. uh, Australia, America, if you have to, <laughs> uh, you know, you are importing this wine, you are contributing to global warming. And in doing so, you are uh, heating up, uh, well, England and uh, giving them carte blanche to try and produce more wine. You know, so the, the British now producing wine is, it's a, it's a man-made catastrophe. <laughs> well, we're I about to like... taste. Uh, well, Marcel, I, I, before before we, I think it's, I think it's best before we judge British or English wine. I think we should maybe taste one, and maybe we maybe this will convert you and make you believe that the English can make wines just mm. as complex and and uh, flavoursome as, as as their French counterparts. I have one in front of me. Fantastic. So let me. Well, as you can see, it's a beautiful label. Um, now we're going to taste this English wine, ladies and gentlemen. Just, I've got a. I don't know if you have a uh, ice bucket there. I've got an ice bucket. I've got a champagne flute, which is uh, here. We go. Let's uncork it here. One second. Look at that. Crikey! Oh, listen to that, rather. Now, the winemaker is Jenkin Place, and it's from Hampshire on the border of Surrey. Historically, Marcel, it was a hop farm growing some of the most highly prized hops in Britain. But it turns out these same chalky Hampshire soils are great for also growing grapes. And now they make some of the most impressive sparkling wines in the UK. Mm, see, like it, global warming in action there it is. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the few benefits. But like any, uh, many of the English grape growers, uh, what they're trying to do there, they're not trying to ape champagne, but they want to give it a taste that's peculiarly uh, British. And maybe more, this is their words, not mine. They want to make it more exhilarating than soigné. Mm. Now, I'm sure you know if soigné is a French word meaning nothing yeah. at all, really. But oui, oui. the nose, the nose in the air, uh, snobbery, sure. maybe. I don't know mm. how you feel about that. No, snobbery. It's, let's call it excellence. Okay. Let's call it what okay, it is. Fine. I'm still okay. thinking of ape champagne as well. That, that little <laughs> phrase, it's champagne made for primates. I, I don't know if that's what they are aiming for, but no, who is making ape champagne? 
It's, it's a monkey business. Now, the style we're trying mm. is Blanc de Blanc. Blanc de Blanc, oui. Mm. And now, Blanc de Blanc is a French term that means, uh, as you, I'm sure you know, white from whites. And it's used to designate champagnes made exclusively from, from Chardonnay grapes. So this is 100% Chardonnay. There's no Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir nor Pinot Munier grapes in here. And it's the first uh, Blanc de Blanc that they've, uh, they've, ever, uh, they've ever made. So, uh, Marcel, could you just talk us through how you would taste it? I have the glass in front of me in a flute. It's got a beautiful head. Um, uh, okay. There for us to experience. Uh, so, uh, how would you how would you taste wine or sparkling wines? Well, the first uh, you will do is you are um, oh, how to describe. I have the three fingers and the thumb around the stem of the flute. Okay. The flute. I am now um, I am now rotating the flute laterally. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of these up and down bullshit. Some persons uh, are into that, but no, you, you keep it lateral. It's as if you are um, uh, cleaning a flat car. Okay. You I know? see what you Ouais, ouais. Or um, stroking a really circular dog. <clears throat> okay. Bon. Okay. I and get so, you. ouais, ouais. Yes, and what does that do? What does that do? Is that, but, well, the achievement of this is you can see the legs, you can see there on the, um, the, the main part of the flute. I don't know what you are calling it, but the plat, the, you know, so you see there in the glass, you can see the legs forming and uh, this mm-hmm. shows to you the alcohol uh, content. Well, eh? as with mm. women, you know, so often the legs are what draw you in. You see them there sticking on the glass. Not we are the, okay. The metaphor is not the same with women. If women sticking their legs to the glass, you are probably in Amsterdam. But this, okay. So we are seeing the legs, and the more that you see there, the more that you see is uh, clinging to the the glass. The more, how can I put it in your terms? Uh, booze. There is in uh, what oh, you're thinking. Well, well, so that is what is clinging there. The alcohol is clinging for its dear life, saying, please, please, I, I, I need you as much as you need me. Mm, clinging to the glass. And then when, in terms of uh, tasting it, uh, how would you do that? So to taste, there are many methods. Um, uh, something that you can do in polite company, you take a little little sniff of the bouquet, the, uh, just a... Just in and out okay, there. Yeah. yeah, don't be afraid to really get it into the nostrils. That's it. You're right. Oh, Marcel, that's... I have. Are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor? Breath. Deep breaths. Yeah, Marcel, perhaps... I've got a wet nose. Have I gone in too far? If you have a wet nose, you have poured too much into the glass and gone too far, or mm. have um, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac problems. Mm. And perhaps you need to um, see to one maybe all of those problems can fit in all nose to a flute there is of course the notion in the the Moulin Rouge um, traditionally a woman has to fit the tits into the flute of the champagne glass I don't know yeah I don't know what if you if you can fit a nose in I think I don't know but old style freak show is perhaps more your show yeah (laughs) 
But each their own, each their own, Marcel. Absolutely. And then, of course, you take it in impolite company. I've seen it done, and it's vulgar. Just slipping the tongue in there, just lapping at the white like a cat. And this this should never be uh, done in company. Uh, but and then you uh, you take in. No, it's a, you don't just gulp it down you know you don't you don't uh, ingest it straight away you have to through the teeth almost but not quite through the, you have to uh, the tongue is involved as well the tongue at the front of the teeth mm-hmm. that sounds okay it's it's bizarre to do this not in the same room but from the sound of it it appears you are mostly correct in what you are doing just the- okay bon and with this uh, Blanc de Blanc from 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 uh, the chalky soils of Hampshire, what mm. what are the uh, aromas? What are the flavours you're picking up from this? It's um, there is that um, a chalky a chalky quality to it. Uh, there is uh, lingering in the mouth, quite dry on the palate. I am constantly surprised by uh, English attempts at sparkling wine. I'm not surprised they have the audacity, to be honest. But I, um, it's good. I, at least you're you know, British. They are aiming to be more um, French culturally. You know, in this but there are experts out there who say that um, over time the, uh, the English will become more proficient than the French at making sparkling wines. In fact, <laughs> I think some French no, uh, winemakers are buying up um, land in, in the it's UK. A, that's a good joke. It's a good joke. But, um, you know, I just don't think you will ever have the, what is the word, the dignity, the uh, bo- bottled in Bordeaux. Sounds wonderful. Bottled in Bradford. You know, it just does not, not so work. good. No, I hear you. No, well, it works as a sentence, you know, but only one relates to why, you know. And, poof, the second works, but different context. <laughs> it's definitely, we've all been bottled in Bradford. Now, um, I'm picking up, I don't know about you, Marcel, I'm picking up a, a very fresh, very fresh flavour, aroma, and there's a bit of sherbet dip on the nose. Was that, do you remember sherbet dip? Was that something you experienced in France? Yeah, I was going to go with lemons, but sure, no, the, the yeah. let's go with a children's confectionery rather than an adult fruit. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, you just I just say what I'm getting there. You know, it's, <clears> I, I, I'm trying to reduce... Uh, no, your honesty is um, uh, surprising. Okay, okay. Well, maybe but maybe we should move on now. Um, should we taste, the, to taste something to, um, closer to, to your spiritual home then, Marcel? Should we move on to the, mm. to the champagne, um, which is the... Uh, the, the, the people who set the pace when it comes to sparkling wine. We've got uh, Tattinger um, today, uh, the the Brute Reserve non-vintage. So if you've got any of that, Marcel, Ben, get that into your glass now. Okay, yeah. oh, absolutely, I have it here. Well, uh, Feeling more comfortable with this now, Marcel? Is this... <sighs> Yeah. Just immediately feels, you know, more um, welcome in the hand to me. It's, uh, I, f- I can smell the ah, the aromas of home. You see, but uh, uh, yeah, it is from. Mm. Mm. Now, I I, I, sh- I said Tattinger there, and uh, I think you in France would pronounce it uh, Tat-a-j. Tatanger. Tatanger. 
Is that correct? Tatanger. Apparently, James Bond, mm. well, this was his favorite, favorite champagne um, in Casino Royale. He, he describes ah. it as probably the finest champagne in the world, Marcel. So, um, sure. Got- Interesting fact uh, James Bond was uh, fictional. So not a, not a, not a real man. That, there is that. Um, he's still the best of us. Um, but the Brut Reserve non-vintage, NV, means non-vintage. So it's a, a blend of grape juice from, from more than one vintage or year. Uh, but they describe the Tatanger as a, as a great all-rounder in the, in the Brut NV field. And it won a gold medal, Marcel, at the Champagne Masters mm. 2017. So, uh, well, absolutely. Um, it's yeah. uh, no, it's 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 uh, it's 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 superb, of course, but uh, still only what I would class a starter uh, champagne for the um, uh, boy. You know, for it, I had this a lot as a boy. This was uh, one of my first champagnes. What you have to recall, of course, is when you see reserve on the bouteille on the bottle, there reserve. It's not. It sounds. Uh, it sounds special to the English, I suppose. Say, reserve, oh, this is reserved for me and only me. It's not so. You are the Grand Cru is what you have to. Uh, that's that's the that's the epitome of the wine Grand Cru. Premier Cru, un, un peu uh, reserve is uh, anyone can drink this Grand Cru. That's what is uh, the, the pinnacle. That's what we are looking for. This, of course, is superb. I will drink this any time of day. Uh, oh yeah, and have none. And at the price, I think it was twenty eight quid from from Waitrose. So it's a very good sort of entry level, I suppose. That's the the point you're making drinking it as a boy. And um, as you taste it, I think you get. I don't know if you're getting any of that that easy drinking quality to it, Marcel. They've got uh, they've got forty five percent of this is Chardonnay grapes. They've got thirty five percent Pinot Noir, twenty five percent Pinot Meunier. So there's a nice blend of grapes that do make it quite easy drinking. Yeah, my father would give me uh, what do you argent de poche? What do you um, the, po- uh, the pocket money? You say pocket money? He would give mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. uh, to run down the shop and get a bottle for me, bottle for him, on um, you know special occasions such as uh, Sundays. You know, That's awesome sherbet dip dabs if you're Ben. And um, the, uh, the 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 Grand Cru that you talk about is the sort of the, the best growth areas of champagnes. Um, but they are using they are using a, a little bit of everything in there. So um, he, he's, mm. they're not exactly the, the duff grapes they're using in this this champagne, or indeed uh, the, the bum grapes we might say, Ben. But they are they, so they are good quality grapes. I think that's it's, because of that, it's got that nice snap in, in the mouth when it finishes. I find with champagne though myself afterwards after a glass, if you leave it for a while, it does it does leave your mouth a bit too dry doesn't it sometimes if you're at a wedding you can you can start to smell other people's breath a bit because it's got that sort of lingering quality is that some a problem you yeah, have no, with champagne or if you are drinking the right uh, one then uh, no <laughs> okay i will i i will disagree i think you need to go to better weddings <laughs> higher class um, of wedding no offense to any no, of your okay what would you uh, weddings would you, you have um, attended what would you eat with something like this if you if you had this at the, at the dinner table? Champagne. What's the, what are the best sort of foods you might pair with your champagne, Marcel? What I, I would pair with this uh, champagne in particular? Uh, Generally, uh, any of your eating habits are of interest when it comes to sitting down with a glass of champagne. Well, 
let's go through the daytime um, in the morning if you are having this in the morning uh, with a lover you could um, pair it with pair voilà pair with pair with an au pair if you are with an au pair you can pair it with some pair and uh, wonderful uh, combination there uh, all three of those things uh, make sure she's not uh, working at the time the children have uh, uh, gone and not in her company that's just bizarre no, but no but uh, yeah a nice um a succulent pair would really go with this um and of course to go with the pair i would say um a brie de mou wonderful brie de mou uh, the, the, the creamier and the more liquid, the better. The, uh, try to find a brie that's as close to becoming the state of air. You know, so there is solid brie, there is liquid brie. Find one that's almost somewhere in between liquid and air brie. And, and that's that's, uh, where that's that's so liquid so like that it's almost a, a, a gas. Gas for like a, a spray, sweet like a brie spray. Mm. Uh, and in the brunch time, we I would uh, go for more seafood, you know, mm -hmm. the um, wheat, uh, oyster, the uh, shrimp or prawn. You can go to pair with one of these. Uh, oh, wow, the fizz is really um, attacking me. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so well, I would say with that, uh, later in the day, perhaps something, um, some meat, some salami, some... Uh, um, uh, venison, perhaps, to go with this? Well, one of the most uh, famous uh, French parents I know is, uh, this is again from my childhood, Marcel, I think you may know this, is Duvin, Dupin, uh, Duboursin. Do you ever ever try those as a... An, uh, sort so so wine, the bread, and mm. the, the cheap, the... The, this boat, herb, uh, cheese, yeah, sponge. Yeah. yeah. It's no. French. I think it's French, isn't it? No. Well, it's one of those things that... Uh, is it French? Was it Borsam? Yeah. And the Vasquerie as well, that's another... Yeah, uh, we song. don't talk of that. It's the kind of thing that we pass off to you. We, we will, we, again, oh, it's right. perhaps good for a child, a starter cheese for the child. And we okay. pass it off to the English, like a Beaujolais Nouveau. You know, we, we, we was, oh yeah, you, 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 you can have that. That's, that's fine. You're talking so a lot you there. Sorry, Ben, but you're talking a lot there about drinking in the morning, Marcel, and, and starting the day. I mean, we... We uh, we have a message as a, as a thinking drinkers. We say drink less, drink better. But uh, here in in the UK, you might have noticed while you've been here, we have a sort of recommended al alcohol limit for the week, which is fourteen units for both men and women. The same uh, weekly alcohol limit. But in France, it's seventeen point five units for women and twenty six point three units mm. for men. So uh, does that say something about our our two countries that we have that such different alcohol limits? Sounds correct to me. Uh, uh, it says, what is the difference? For me, sophistication and tolerance. I would say, you know, we can handle it. You, we can, we can use it wisely. You know, you 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 compare a group of men in Britain. 
and a group of men in France after a little drinking session, you know, the, maybe the men in France, they are exiting a Parisian cafe after a little um, philosophical discourse or political discourse. They are leaving, they are spousing their critical views of the, the government or they are oh, perhaps um, spousing poetry. I don't know the, that tells us so much of uh, the intricate uh, nature of life. And uh, holding hands, uh, wrap, wrapping the arms around each other, they are they are uh, celebrating uh, life and its rich tapestry. Mm. Compare this to the group of men exiting a Weatherspoons on a Friday night. Uh, perhaps one has shit themselves, uh, the other is pissing in a bin. They are shouting at women and uh, trying to kick cars. Uh, well, uh, I think we instantly can tell who is the better at taking in alcohol. Fair enough. But do you but do you think um do you think that this is something we as a country can can change? Um because we we a few years ago we uh relaxed the licensing laws meant we could uh open the bars for longer. Uh and I think it was Tony Blair who said that he wanted to create a more European cafe style culture. Do you think that we that's something we've improved upon since I, since then not so much i think you are it's quality over quantity huh? you, mm. you can open you can open the bar as long as you like you can uh, drink as long as you can have as much alcohol as you like but it's the the quality of the alcohol you are drinking and the person who is drinking it you have to have this it's uh, suppose it's like that little it's, yeah let's go for this metaphor like the terroir. Let's bring it to the terroir. The terroir okay, of the yeah. Because I suppose we are going to discuss this anyway. Might as well discuss it now as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Everything that goes into a wine, the terroir is um, is how, the, it's how a grape wishes to show itself to the world. What it is. The terroir is everything. It's hard to explain, I suppose, but it, every factor is in there. We have the the richness of the soil, what angle is the slope of the vineyard, uh, the altitude, uh, how much rain is falling in that region. We have uh, uh, how many sparrows are visiting that vineyard on a daily basis, the bird song that goes into the... the, the all of this, the terroir is everything. You know? mm-hmm. uh, what kind of boots is the farmer wearing when he treads upon the earth? All of this is a factor, and everything blends to make the, uh, the perfect... Uh, the perf- the, perhaps the greatest thing humanity has ever produced. Hmm? Let's, let's agree with that. And so it's the same with the, the drinking culture. All of the things that go into it, we have in um, in France, we have the the decor of the bars, the art deco design of the place you are drinking. What is uh, being? What is in the heads of the, the the person who is doing the drinking in these establishments? We have the the the, the curvature of the glasses. The you know, all of this is a, a factor. And of course, what you are drinking in itself, all of this goes to create um, uh, perfection, you know. And in France, you feel it, every part of this is considered. In England, I, 
I don't know, you are, you would be hard pressed to find a, a pub whose carpet has been washed in the last decade. Mm. I know there's a stark, there is a stark contrast there, but I, I suppose in our defence, in, in in defence of British drinking culture, we 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 have some some wonderful things that France doesn't have. Um, we have uh, oh, uh, car scale, for instance. We have pork scratchings. We have many many uh, fruit many machines. delicious fruit machines. We have uh, meat raffle peanuts. Uh, lost, Lots of things that maybe the French would like to adopt if if, mm. if they could. Thank you for elaborating my point. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, now, just, I'm just again, in terms of the two wines we've been tasting there, because we're finishing up. My, mine's nearly gone, Marcel. I don't know how you're cracking through that champagne, but which, with with in all honesty, um, you know, putting aside your allegiances to to your homeland, what did you think was the best, and, and which one did you prefer? I think you know what I'm going to say. Well, we have the plucky little contender, the Jenkin Plus. Actually, you know this. Sure, I, I, I would, uh, I would not slap this out of your hand. I would not, uh, I would not throw this uh, in the river. Um, and uh, no, it's but of course, voila, there it is, the champagne. <sighs> if it's not from Champagne, mm, well, we know. Really, you see so many personnels in. I play the comedy show, the cabaret show. They are in the front row. Oh, we are drinking uh, uh, champagne tonight. Are you? Uh, no, no, it's it's prosecco. Uh, it, you know, if, if it's not from champagne, really, it's just fizzy piss. That's I have to say to the mall of the time. I'm not saying this of the Jenkin Plus. Of course, it's uh, no. better. No, it's, but would course. you say okay after champagne? Let's just say champ. The French sparkling wines are at one level. Would you say the English wines are able to rival prosecco or, or cava from 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 Spain? We're moving up. We're moving up the, uh, the the league table. Would you say that? Up the table, I never think I will say this, but actually, yes, the, <laughs> sure. No, the, the, the British seem to be giving it a, how would you say, a bloody good go. Yes. Well, that's, I think, you know, high praise indeed. From, with your stiff uh, upper lip. I will say this, actually. Most mm -hmm. British wines I have tasted have left me with a really stiff upper lip that's remained that way for, for many, many hours after drinking it. This actually pleasant. You know, it's pleasant on the, the, the tongue, but the, the, well, the tatanger, it has to be said. You just, you know, it's not, it's not only of the, from the region. It's, 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 it's how it's, it's all, um, the, the, the method, it's done so slowly. It's everything is, is, is brought into the making of this. You have to turn the bottle so slowly. You have to turn it upside down in just the right angle to get all of the, yeast to the, the 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 top of the bottle before it is uh, erupted from the bottle the process is fascinating and you have to respect a wine that uh, needs to be caged yes absolutely so, i mean it does have its heritage they, they trace this back to 1773 so uh, i guess that's one of the things that the french can really cling on to is, is a bit of that heritage and it's family owned which um wow. these days sounds sounds Im impressive doesn't it i suppose it depends largely on 
what your family's like at the moment in lockdown. We're spending too much time with our families potentially, but that still seems to be a bit of a badge of honour, doesn't it? So I suppose they've got those things that that sometimes it's a bit harder to find in the English wines. Yeah, Napoleon, to... Napoleon himself, he had um, uh, many methods, I think, of uh, to say they must be passed down to the family, to the generation of family. He was uh, a genius man. He said, yeah, this has to be the way. Cannot have some bastard coming in and taking over this uh, family practice. You know, it's, it's a you... magnificent thing. The, the the family. What is your family business? Uh, making life less shit for the world. <laughs> well, did you know, Marcel? Um, I don't know if you're aware, but champagne was actually influential in uh, the Second World War because the French resistance um, worked out that. Um, the Germans were ordering high-class champagnes to be delivered to um, to areas of France where they were starting um, a new a new military campaign, so they could work out where the next uh, attack was coming from, uh, according to uh, according to the movement of of, of huge uh, loads of, of champagne. So, without champagne, in uh, Britain may not have been able to win the war for, for, for France. So it has been influential in mm. in history. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking about this uh, in, in one of our shows where Winston Churchill was uh, was a massive uh, sh- fan of champagne. Um, actually, there's a there's a little village in, in Oxfordshire called Bladen, and um, they've recently saved the White House pub up there in Oxfordshire, which was a, a boozer that went onto the market, and they've managed to uh, stop property developers coming in and turning it into houses. And that was where Winston Churchill first drank. It was as he, where he drank as an adolescent, and then he went from, from I guess, that White House pub to the White House in America drinking with Franklin D. Roosevelt, sharing champagne. And he drank 42,000 bottles of champagne in his lifetime, including uh, Paul Roger, which was his, his favourite champagne. So I suppose in that respect, our affection for, for, for your champagne has, has, has been a, an aid when you've been in trouble during the, the wars and things like that. I don't know what is more impressive, be uh, drinking so many bottles or being able to count after drinking so many bottles. If, if he has a, if he's able to say how many he has drunk, that's equally impressive, huh? That is very impressive, very impressive. And just, uh, Marcel, just one last thing. Before uh, you were talking about the the, uh, the caging of the champagne and the, the fizz and the, the way it's poured, and quite often you see um, champagne being sprayed around by people who've won Formula One races, things like that. Uh, uh, and it struck me that this is quite a sort of alpha male sort of phallic uh display um and champagne is used that do you think that maybe that's it's a bit outdated now maybe they should stop doing that first of all it's a waste of champagne but uh it strikes me as something that's maybe in this day and age is a little bit how do you say uh passé no, interestingly, it's a, you say it's a waste. What you never see in that image uh, is uh, down below. We employ um, uh, in the uh, Monaco, in Cannes, in Saint Tropez. When this occurs uh, anywhere, it occurs in France. We have a, a little boy, um, a garçon de mer. Uh, we, we we call him a little sea boy mm-hmm. who is there, uh, who has a, a special net 
who uh, catches all of the champagne that is, and it's it's never it's it's never a grand cru. I can tell you this. We right. it's the premier. It, it's not even premier. It's a reserve champagne that is spread, and he catches it um, from below. And this is then bottled. They filter out most of the seawater and the dirt from the side of the ship, most of it. And it's then bottled. Um, they put some soda water in and it's then um, uh, sent out to uh, Weatherspoons uh, oh, restaurant around um, uh, Britain. Lovely. Right, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Uh, and and bottled as um, house house champagne. Well, it's not right. champagne. House, house fizzy wine. They would not call it champagne, but it's... Uh, no. no, it comes off a tap, I imagine. Lovely. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, well, that makes a lot of sense. So, Marcel, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and to give us a really proper, edu- proper education on uh, not only wine but uh, and champagne, but also uh, your your fellow countrymen and how you approach drinking uh, a real education. So uh, merci beaucoup. Uh, oh, fuck. Wow. Mm. It's, it, it was best. going so well. And then you had to do that. It's like someone shitting in my ear after. Uh, <laughs> merci beaucoup. Is that better? Mer- merci. Merci. Beau. Merci beaucoup. Not Q. No, that's the no, as. Okay. Beaucoup. You are telling me I have a NASA. So I will uh, accept this. Okay. Beaucoup. Beaucoup. And beaucoup. 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 Let's not do this. Before we go, though, can, um, can you give our listeners. Uh, an idea of where they might experience more of your wonderful work and wisdom. What are you up to at the moment? Absolutely. Well, you can um, uh, see a lot more. Uh, MarcelLucan.com is uh, the place to go. You can see uh, all of my oeuvre on there. You can buy poetry, chansons, bookmarks, my perfume. I have uh, Insouciance de Marcel Lucan, an actual perfume that uh, wow. is, uh, I'm selling on there. It's magnifique. Uh, pairs well with um, every wine. And uh, <clears throat> you can look at my um, you can look at my show list on there and all every show that has been cancelled this year. Mm. But of course, instead of this, I am now doing um, Lucan's Louche Lockdown Lounge live every Thursday uh, online because I have to. Well, I don't have to, but I'm altruist for many. And um, I'm starting this week, actually, uh, Friday, uh, Marcel Lucan's Cabaret Fantastique, the show that I usually put on every month in Soho, is now going indoors. It's becoming Cabaret Domestique, and uh, that's me. And for different Cabaret acts, every show, uh, try and observe them trying to perform cabaret in far from perfect circumstances, you know, hula hoopers uh, knocking the shit out of all their decor, <laughs> fire breeders setting fire to their curtains. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, that's that's the show for you. Fantastic. And I must just also, and I, I, I don't mean to boost your ego any more than, than, than you have, but your book is, we've, we bought your book and enjoyed it massively. And we've gone to lots of your shows at Edinburgh and uh, beyond. And uh, it's always been a, a huge pleasure for us to to see you in action. So 
Thank you very much. Right. Just to explain out. to the listener, shows, um, how, do, how would you explain? It's where persons used to go and gather in large numbers, yes. uh, seated, sometimes standing uh, to observe persons on a, on a stage. Seems bizarre now, but uh, just to explain. It really does. Those are the days. and um, But, I mean, that makes it all, the memories all the more special, Marcel, because we may never be doing it again. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. De rien. So that's, uh, that's um, Marcel Ben. I, I suppose before we go, we should uh, we should tell people what's coming up next week, uh, so they can buy it in advance. So after champagne, I'm going to be going to uh, single malt whiskey. I'm going to be tasting some Talisker. You can get Talisker Storm ahead of the show. If you get some of that from the Whiskey Exchange, it's on there for thirty two pounds at the moment, which is um, as Marcel might say is not trop share. <laughs> Trocher. Yeah, okay. I'll leave it. Can I go now? I think my time is too expensive. Just hold on, Marcel. (laughs) What are you going to be tasting, Ben? Um, uh, Next week, I'm going to be uh, talking monks because we're going to be tasting the UK's only Trappist beer called Twine Meadow. And you can buy that from beerwolf.com. Wolf spelled W-U-L-F. So beerwolf.com, I suppose. Mm. Um, For £3.59. Um, so there'll be some monks and stuff like that. So that's uh, uh, that is, and for, it's a wonderful beer. And three pound fifty nine, it is what the French would like to call un margin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Tell all your friends. Uh, spread the word, not the virus. Uh, leave nice messages in the appropriate places. Uh, follow us on social at Thinking Drinks, uh, Thinking Drinkers on Insta and Facebook. Um, thank you again, Marcel. You've been a, an excellent guest. And a final message to Marcel, who is going. You, in fact, Marcel, very kindly, you've agreed to play us out with an appropriate chanson, all about uh, you fam, women and wine. So um, we'll leave you with that. Thank you very much again. Au revoir. Au revoir. Women and wine, women and wine. So much variety, so little time You've barely had time to feel one on your tongue When another divine specimen comes along Women and wine, women and wine, santé When I was younger my tastes weren't refined As I helped myself to both women and wine But as I grew older my good followed suit Plucking nothing but the finest of fruit Some get obsessed, but when pressed High alcohol content is not always best For both women and wine, women and wine So much variety, so little time You've barely had time to feel one on your tongue When another divine specimen comes along Women and wine Women and wine, santé Going to soirees, your choices must shine When it comes to both women and wine Impress your host with a deep fruity red Taking the wrong one can fuck with your head Some keep it straight, some like to blend Some keep theirs in cellars for decades on end Women and wine, women and wine, so much variety, so little time. You've
barely had time to feel one on your tongue when another divine specimen comes along. Women and wine, women and wine, santé. Some can handle around eight or nine, still with room for more women and wine. Some are not picky with white, red or rose, some note the legs, others the nose. Some like them sweet, some like them dry, some like theirs full-bodied, and I can see why. We live, we taste, we die.